Hello there. In this episode, we're talking about one of the most important components to self-performance, and that is excellent recovery. The name of this episode is Peak Results, come from Peak Recovery, and it's something I 100% believe in. Let's get into it. You're listening to the Self-Performance Strategies Podcast. My name is Steven, and I am your host. The SPS Pod is all about breaking down the complex world of performance and making it easier for you to build momentum in your life. Essentially, I'm here to help you do less dumb shit. The SPS Pod is brought to you by the Pro Accelerator Program, a program specifically designed to help business owners and solopreneurs get rid of mental fatigue, save at least 10 hours a week, and also build a lot of momentum towards the key pillars and the goals that matter most to them. If that sounds like something you're interested in, check out the show notes and follow the links for the Pro Accelerator. But now, it's time to get into this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are in episode 55. Yes, 55 of the SPS podcast. Exciting times rolling towards the one year anniversary coming up in a couple of weeks i'm excited to bring on a a, a few more guests next month on the podcast i'll be trying to do two maybe three deep dive interviews to celebrate the one year anniversary so watch out for those but with today's episode we're discussing peak results coming from peak recovery this idea has been very helpful for me in my life it's reminded me that if I want to be on top of my game each day, I need to recover from the things that I do. I need to not be stressed, tired, and worn out all the time if I want to be successful. But before getting into the five key areas that I feel like we should all recover from, or I know that we should all recover from, let's discuss the quote. As I do in all my episodes, I always pick out a quote to frame the conversation. And this week's quote comes from Brad Stuhlberg. And this is an interesting quote because it's got a little equation in it. And I really agree with it. It says stress plus rest equals growth. This equation holds true regardless of what it is that you're trying to grow. Whether it's your muscle whether it's your business, whether it's a relationship, whatever that is, stress and rest equals growth. So you put things under stress, you take a lot of action, you rest, you reflect, you adapt, and that allows you to grow. Then you do it again. So that equation holds true regardless of what it is that you're trying to grow. Very, very true. Because as I said, I believe peak results come from peak recovery. Knowing how to recharge your batteries Uh, is essential if you want to be a successful business owner and there are are five key areas you know what let's let's actually do six i said five but one just popped into my head that we're going to add at the end uh it's kind of an obvious one but i've just decided let's let's do that yeah let's do let's do six and there are six key areas that you need to recover from daily and most business owners get these wrong and it kills their performance And I've noticed this with the dozens of business owners who I've helped over the last two years since leaving my corporate job and becoming a a coach. 
I've actually noticed that a lot of them don't have very good recovery systems in place. It's almost like 24 hours, 365, whatever you want to say, that they're working, 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 working. And they wonder why the results are plateauing or they're in maintenance mode or, or they're a bit stuck. And, and it's because they've forgotten about recovery. They've forgotten about how important it is. And, and I've been there before in, in my life. You Before jumping into these six little points and starting with the first one, I think for me, the, the worst time that I suffered from poor recovery was when I was working a, a stressful job, sales job, and I was in the the place I, went, I would go to work. <laughs> I was in there maybe 50 plus hours a week with probably a, a half hour each way commute. Um, on top of that, with late nights, uh, going in early, staying later. So, you know, a 60 hour plus work week, which I know isn't like super stressful. I know there's people out there that do 70 and 80 hours. Uh, I, I get that, but it was retail, it was selling. So you're on your feet and, and, and it was it was hard. But I, early on in that part of my career, I would use alcohol and going out at the weekend to recover. And that was dumb shit. It really was, it really was dumb shit because it would take me two or three days to get mentally, emotionally and physically over a big party night and within those two or three days i had probably lost out in sales not probably i had lost out in sales um i was not as effective i was probably not in the right kind of mood uh, i i do remember getting into certain arguments with other staff members or stressful times and anytime i had a big inflection point in that job or a big moment so to speak that i had a tense interaction with somebody i can guarantee you i was out the weekend before I, looking back, if I if I look back over my career, especially since having a business uh, and maybe the last couple of years working in my corporate role, I didn't go out that often, and I don't really remember any big moments where I was mentally, emotionally, and physically not aware. You know, when the stress hit, I, I hadn't been out all weekend. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't staying up late. I was healthy with my diet. I was healthy with my with my body. So I was able to overcome and deal with the crap that came to me. But as, as as I'm trying to explain here, you go back to the years I was drinking and partying and that, that meant I was probably eating shitty food the days after because you've got that hungover, uh, I want to have fried food or I want to have takeaway food, you can't be bothered to cook. So you're you're layering the, the bad actions on top of bad actions and then you're not mentally ready for the shit that comes your way so you end up making mistakes. So that's when I really first discovered that if I wanted to do well, I had to look after my body. And that meant if I was having a bad week, I couldn't use that type of recovery. I couldn't use alcohol and partying as a recovery because it didn't lead to recovery. It led to a worsening of effects. So that's when I started getting into meditation, using float tanks, uh, working out, whatever that was. I, I tried all these things uh, to help me recover from stressful situations. And that's where, where we'll jump into the six, well, the five original plus the one bonus uh, areas I feel like we all need to recover from. And the first one is we, you, we need to recover from our work. It's pretty obvious. I've overcommitted before, and so have you. Everybody listening to this, it doesn't matter who you are, what wage level you are, you've overcommitted to something before. Uh, you think you can do more daily. You under, uh, underestimate how long tasks will take. Uh, you find it difficult to unplug. Uh, your mind races, you work long hours, you take on too much, you procrastinate, and then you dabble on with uh, 
busy work or, or low value work, you move paper around your desk, so to speak. Uh, and that just creates a lot of stress because you've taken too much on. And the only solution to this, to this is block off time each day to detach from your work daily. That, that is literally the only solution to that. If you're taking on too much, obviously you can reduce how much work you're doing. You can close open loops. You can set your goals and be more focused. But even if you've got lots going on and you can't remove any of it, you're just in a situation that, that that's a season of your life where you can't remove any of it, make sure you've got two hours plus, maybe even three hours before you go to bed at night where you're not doing any work. And I'm not saying you should be watching Netflix. Yeah, fair enough. If you're watching it with a, with a child or watching something with your spouse or partner and it's rewarding, sure. But if you're just watching something on your own and eating Haagen-Dazs ice cream, no, bad. You should have about two or three hours before going to bed each day where you're not doing stressful things and you're relaxing. That could be watching the odd TV show. It could be reading a book. It could be journaling. It could be meditating. But definitely the last half an hour to 45 minutes before you sleep, you should have no screens and you shouldn't be doing anything complex thinking at all. That's just it. That, that's, that's how you recover from work. Every night you have that barrier in place. You have those standards in place, those guardrails in place where you give yourself two, three hours where you're not doing anything stupid before going to bed. And I know people with kids out there might find that more difficult, but bare minimum, 30 minutes before bed, no screens, no bullshit. The second area that we need to recover from is technology, big one. And it kind of touches into what I've just discussed. Um, I used to disconnect rarely. I think all of us never disconnect. A lot of us don't disconnect at any time. Now I spend hours daily disconnected. I go out for dog walks without a phone. I go for long walks on my own without a phone. I do my best at the end of each day to have at least 30 minutes to an hour where I am completely disconnected from my phone or the internet before going to sleep. Now, am I elite at that? Am I doing that precisely every single night? No. Obviously, I make mistakes from time to time, but the general rule of thumb is 30 minutes before going to bed, there's no screens. That's just the way it works. The question I want to I want to ask you right now is, does your phone travel with you into every room you walk into? Now, if you answered yes, you've got a really bad problem. I, I hardly have my phone with me during the day. It's in the drawer right now as I'm recording this podcast. I, I will often walk up to the shops without my phone. I'll leave my phone behind me when I leave the house sometimes. Why? Because one time when I was working, I left my phone at home and I felt like a crack addict who couldn't get crack. I was it was so weird I didn't have my phone on me. And that happened to me about 10 years ago, a little bit less than that. And it made me realize how addicted I was to my phone. And it actually made me feel bad that, that, my God, I need to distance myself from this little black box that I carry around with me. Because I don't like the fact that my hand's constantly checking my pockets, that I feel like I'm I'm, I'm disconnected from something, I feel like I'm missing something, um, m- missing a part of my body. You know, and, and, and I started slowly over the last number of years since that happened to me, since that one day when that happened to me, when I went to work and I forgot my phone and I felt like I was missing something, I realized that th- these things have a horrible hook on us. And because of the overuse of, of smartphones and social media, it actually makes you more impulsive. And there's a lot of science out there, and I'm not going to quote it or pretend to be Andrew Huberman or, or, or get deep into it. But it is pretty much confirmed that if you use your phone often, if you're on TikTok or Instagram or other uh, apps like that that have short form content, 
it makes you more impulsive. Uh, you have less impulse control. So basically, you need to learn to get away from technology daily. You need to learn to give yourself an hour or so each night away from it. You need to learn to go for walks. You need to learn to be able to leave your house without your phone once in a while. Uh, you need to learn not to carry your phone from one room to another. Like, you know, before you leave your room, pick your phone up. That's dumb shit. Those, those little things are, are a disease. Um, we need to recover from them. And if you want to be able to have peak ideas for your business, if you want to have peak ideas to improve your life, you need to remove the phone from your reach. Because anytime you have downtime and you're about to get a really big idea, you're about to have a breakthrough, you're about to get some clarity on something you're doing, you probably pick up your phone, go onto Instagram or Twitter, and the next thing you know, that great idea has been deflected away by a barrier of absolute bullshit from social media. So you need to disconnect from the recovery so you need to recover and disconnect from technology daily. The third one, which is a big one for me, you need to recover from people. Huge one for me, especially when I worked in sales. As an introvert who acts like an extrovert when around others, and that, that's what I, that, that's who I am. I, I'm very extrovert around people. I'm, I, I talk, I'll introduce myself. I don't like awkward silences. I, I, I Unless I'm selling something, then I'll be really quiet on a sales call, especially if I've just dropped my offer. <laughs> but I, I'm not as I'm not. A, this isn't a sales poll, p- podcast. But there is sometimes awkward silences are very good for you, especially in sales. But getting back to it, you know, I I, I will put myself out there. If I'm in a group situation, I'm I'm thrown in a room of people. I'm, I'm I'm on a course somewhere. I'm on a program. I'm on a weekend away on something, and and there's strangers. I'll introduce my introduce myself. I, I'll start talking. I'll start asking questions. That's who I am. I don't know why I do that, but I've really need time away from other people to recover. I a hundred percent do. I, I need to repair my shell. Every time I break out of it over the weekend or I go to an event, I need a few days to repair. I, even when I do a lot of sales calls in one day or do coaching calls, I will need the next day not to have so much talking go on, going on. Or that night, I'll disconnect a bit and go into my own little world and not be talking so much. I need that time to recover. I need to recover from people. Uh, and this touches back into uh, disconnecting from technology. Time alone is essential if you want to have peak performance. If you want to really push yourself to the next level, or not necessarily even push yourself to the next level, if you want to be able to glide and flow towards the next level in your life, you need to have time alone. Even if it's only an hour a day, even if it's if it's 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there, you need to find time to be alone and be away from technology and be away from people and just breathe and, and, and let yourself be who you are. Create space in your days. Those hours alone are where the big ideas appear in your mind. It's it's how you get them. It's where it's when you get them. It's how you get them. So recover from people. Give yourself space away from people. The fourth one is recover from food and drink. Now I talked about this a little bit with my example. I definitely used to overeat or party with alcohol, and then I'd eat shitty takeaways. Now I'm a pretty fit guy. I'm I'm not saying I'm a, I'm an athlete, but you know, I've, I've hovered around the 175 to 180, 185 weight range for the last 10 years. And uh, my worst times of my heaviest weight are when I'm, you know, eating a lot of food Christmas time. You know, the, the drinking happens, the, the, the Christmas food happens, and I usually put a bit of weight on. We all do over winter time. Uh, but when I was younger and when my metabolism was better, uh, I would drink every weekend. Uh, and now, I, at the, where I am in my early 40s, you know, I, I, I've said this often, you know, I used to get hangovers from drinking. 
Now I get hangovers from eating the wrong foods. <laughs> you know, I'll order in a, a DoorDash or skip the dishes or an Uber Eats or wherever you are in the world listening to us, whatever service that you have that order foods in the house. And sometimes that food might be too salty or too fatty. The next thing you know, I've got acid reflux or I've woken up in the middle of the night or wake up the next day and I feel foggy because I ate too much the night before. Like that, that that's a massive difference. Uh, from 10 years ago where I have two or three beers maybe in the night time and, and I'd be hungover or I'd be out all weekend drinking. And I've really been able to work out and, and I, again, the science backs this. If you listen to Andrew Huberman, you listen to other people, you know, the, that, that, the wrong type of food, the wrong type of alcohol, it does slow down your system and feeling sluggish each morning kills your mental performance because when you're feeling sluggish each morning, you'll reach for the coffee, you'll drink too much coffee and then as you know with the science behind that, you shouldn't be drinking coffee for the first 90 minutes to two hours when you get up and even then you shouldn't be drinking too much coffee at all. Um, I know a lot of people would hear that and be like, oh, how can you say that? Coffee's brilliant and I love coffee but I, I've stopped drinking coffee between Monday and Friday and we have it on the weekends now. Why? Because while I don't get that big spike in the morning of like, I'm getting shit done, I actually don't crash as much in the afternoon. I actually have, I, I actually feel like I get, I maintain a better long-term ability of, 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 of uh, focus for longer. It might not have the deep, crazy, get shit done fast uh, focus, but I'm able to get back into work a, a lot easier early in the, uh, late in the morning, early in the afternoon, and late in the afternoon, where if I have too much coffee, I just turn into a, 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 um, a jittery, you know, heroin addict <laughs> that needs to go for a walk, and then that's my day over. Um, and then when we talk about the food um, and, and the drink, you know, another reason uh, I, I also don't eat two or three hours before sleep because the, the reason I do that is I know that that's going to allow me to have better sleep. It's going to allow me to get, get to sleep faster. It's going to allow me to have better better sleep because my body doesn't have to work so hard to digest food. And I'm not an expert in, in these areas. I'm not. I, I will defer you to the scientist. I will defer you to those people. But I, I've tried all these things in my life. I've tested these things in my life and I, I, I know what works. The two or three hours of not not eating before going to bed and at least an hour of no screens before going to bed is essential it really is um, so you have to recover from food and drink especially if you like a drink if you like your food you've got to make sure that you're not eating a big heavy pasta meal at nine o'clock at night and then you're going to bed at 10. that's not going to work it's not going to work for you it's going to make you feel sluggish in the morning and i don't like feeling sluggish because when you're sluggish the next day you end up doing more dumb shit than you would normally do so recover from your food and drink the fifth area which was meant to be the last one, but I just thought of a, 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 a sixth one, as I said at the start of the podcast. But the fifth area was to recover from working out. Now, hear me out in this one. This has affected me. I, I specifically now work out in the afternoon for this reason, because I've tested it. Again, when's the best time for me to work out? This might not be for you. It might, it might be different. But working out too hard at night, I'm not able to sleep. If I do heavy cardio or heavy lifting at nighttime, say past six, seven o'clock at night, especially if I'm doing it around eight o'clock at night to nine, I can't sleep. You know, it just it just knocks me out uh, off my rhythm uh, and I find it hard to get to sleep and I have light sleep. And then I don't like working out in the morning because two, two reasons why. I wake up in the morning and I actually feel quite focused to get straight into work. I, I already do have my my best amount or my most amount of get shit done muscle. That's when it's strongest. You know, my battery is full at that point. I don't need to go to the gym to work out for an hour to get that battery charged. Some people do. But when I've gone and worked out in the morning, I feel like I've accomplished something big. And then the rest of my day, I just sort of 
kind of lose focus. I, I feel like I've already done something or I kind of feel tired. I, I, it doesn't, it does not do the thing that a lot of other people talk about. Get up in the morning, get up at 5 a.m. go to the gym. Your energy is going to be high for the rest of the day. No, it doesn't work for me. I work out somewhere between two to four o'clock each day. I go for a walk or I do kettlebells or, or I do some stretching. No, I take the dog out for a walk around about 10 in the morning uh, and that resets me after the first two or three hours of, of deep work that I do each day. I take the dog out again at nighttime around about seven o'clock. So I am out for little walks. But when it comes to actual working out, I wait until my day's done, around about two o'clock in the afternoon, uh, maybe three or four, and I do half an hour to an hour's worth of, of working out. And that works for me. And that's where I want to say to you in this, you know, recover from working out by finding the right time that works for you to work out and then finding the right way to recover. Because the reason why I work out in the afternoon is it gives me time to recover. It means I'm not going to bed uh, wired. Also, not working out in the morning means that I don't feel like I've expi- you know, ex- expunged. Ex- <laughs> I don't know the word I'm looking for here. I, I've exhausted. There we go. I've exhausted all my all my energy already. It's it's. I've got to use my energy correctly. But I've tested that. That's just, that's what works for me. It might be different for you. I know plenty of people. Uh, that have tested tested this as well, and they need to go for that walk or go to the gym in the morning to really get their body going. I literally can roll out of bed, open up the laptop, and get to work. But I do give myself a little bit of a ten minute to half an hour gap before doing that, trying to meditate and journal, because that just helps me collect my thoughts better before I roll into the day. Again, I've tested that. So, wrapping up that one, number five: recover from working out. Find the best time for you to work out. Backed by science, apparently. Apparently. Now, the sixth one, the final one, kind of stupid. Kind of thought about it just as I started to record this because I forgot I forgot to add it in there when I was writing my notes. But you've got to recover from being awake. <laughs> and that's basically just saying you need to, you need to get more sleep. Uh, but I, I had to, like, you know, put it in there. But uh, the question I'm going to ask you is, are, are you sleeping enough? Because you've got to recover from being awake. You, you need those seven to eight hours of sleep. You know the benefits of sleep. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the science behind it. Uh, we all know we need seven to eight hours of sleep. Th- that amount of sleep gives you superpowers compared to those people who sleep less. It, it it really does. A lack of sleep will affect your business in negative ways. It will affect your mindset in negative ways. It will affect you emotionally, mentally. And I love my sleep. And I go out of my way to protect my sleep. Like I've mentioned in this podcast, pretty much every point I've mentioned I've also mentioned sleep. From the first point of you know recovering from uh, work, I talked a little bit about sleep. From technology, I talked a little bit about sleep. Uh, you know, from food, from alcohol, talking about sleep in there. From working out, talking about sleep. Sleep is your best form of daily recovery, by far your best form of daily recovery. So you've got to protect it, and you've got to recover from being awake. So if you want to have a successful business, if you want to do well in your life, you've got to remember that you need to have peak recovery because peak recovery produces peak results. And if you don't recover, you'll always be tired, you'll always be distracted, you'll always be stressed, and you'll always be unhealthy. And who wants that? Nobody wants that. You want to be healthy, you want to be focused, and you want to be creating massive results. That was the 50... Five, the 55th, the 55th, the 55 episode of the SPS podcast. Thank you very much for listening. You can uh, slide on over to Twitter and send me a DM at, at Steve Timoney. It's at S T E V 
T-I-M-O-N-E-Y and let me know what you think of the podcast or you can go on over to my website at stephentimoney.com that's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y.com and you can check out all my blog posts from my newsletter there you can check out all the other episodes from the SPS podcast and also you can check out the Pro Accelerator program specifically designed to help business owners and solopreneurs do less dumb shit focus on what matters most and build a metric ton of momentum towards their goals thank you very much for listening all the way through this point of the podcast I appreciate you and we will speak to you in the next one make it a good one